Welcome to the best 20 minutes of natural health education and enlightenment on the web today. This is the Be Healthy Naturally podcast. Knowledge, empower, and elevate are the keys to living a happy, healthy life. With your hosts, often known as the dynamic duo, Dr. Shane Watt, a chiropractic physician, and Liz Watt, a holistic wellness expert. We bring our knowledge and education together to create a new way of thinking to elevate your life and your health. In order for you to live your best life, you have to elevate your learning. We want to welcome Aliquity out to the podcast today. She does the Traveling Gluten-Free podcast. So welcome to us uh, and coming on to our podcast. We just actually just did a podcast with you, but you have such great information. We want to be able to share your information with our audience too. So thank you for coming out. And this is going to be a great interview for anybody who struggles with gluten um, sensitivity, celiacs, things like that. They can finally have a podcast that they can go and get help and be able to learn so much. So can you kind of um, introduce yourself to us and tell us why you decided to do this podcast and what is it that you do exactly? Okay. Well, first, listen, Shannon, I want to thank you so much for um, letting me have me as a guest on your podcast. I really appreciate that because I love to spread the word about um, educating people about being gluten-free. So my, I start, I decided to do the podcast because I found out that, well, first we found out my daughter was celiac and then we found out that I was celiac and then um, I love to travel a lot. And I noticed that when I'm tra- I was traveling, it was like, first of all, it's really hard to find gluten-free just in general, if you don't know what you're doing. And I already had a lot of health experience because I used to own a health food store and I've done a lot of natural supplementation my whole life. So even though I knew a lot, it was still hard for me to be gluten-free. And then on t- traveling on top of it, when I'm outside of my normal, um, like, you know, my normal stomping grounds, it was really hard to find like what gluten-free food was safe because when you have celiac disease, um, if you don't have celiac disease, what happens is if you eat something with gluten, even if it's like an extremely small amount, like a half a bite of food and it has gluten in it, or even if it's cross-contaminated, like it was on a surface that had something with gluten on it, you can... Basically, like for most people with celiac disease, it's a cross between getting the flu and food poisoning all at the same time. So you get really sick and no one wants to get sick on their vacation. And so I realized that there's no information out there, like no comprehensive information out there for people who are celiac disease or gluten-free and want to travel safely. And so that's when I decided to start my podcast, Travel Gluten-Free. That's, that's awesome. So it, it came from a need. It came from something that was going on with you. How, how long um, were you, were you diagnosed as celiac? Uh, it's been four, I can't remember it's four or five years, but it's been at least four years now. Um, and I, and then how, how, what about your daughter? You said your daughter was diagnosed first. Yeah. So she, so what happened with her is that we didn't know she was celiac. And the first thing that happened with her was that she, her knee was bothering her a lot and she hadn't heard it. Like we couldn't figure out what it was. And then all of a sudden one day it swelled up like a grape. It was huge. It looked like there was a grapefruit on her knee. And so right. we brought her to the emergency room and they did all this testing for like bacteria infection like and nothing and nothing and then i was thinking you know it she didn't hurt it it's not any of the things they tested for i wonder if it's something from her food because it's probably something she's eating and so um one of my friends who is a pediatric um 
pediatric heart doctor, pediatric cardiologist had suggested, yes, had suggested to me that I brought her to a pediatric rheumatologist. So I brought her to uh, a doctor that at the University of Utah, I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but she's amazing. And I said to her, like, we got all this testing done. I had forwarded her the testing. I said, I think it's got to be something she's eating because there's, there's nothing else like that I am aware of that it could be. So they tested her for celiac disease for, for, um, the gene for arthritis because she could have had the gene for arthritis and a few other different things. And so the celiac disease test that she got was on the old scale of zero to 15. And on a scale of zero to 15, she was 123. So she was like, and she said like, it's extremely rare that anybody's over a hundred on that scale that is not celiac. And, um, so when, so when we got that diagnosis, what she, what we found out was that her knee swelling and being in pain all the time was a result of a secondary arthritis from her celiac disease, because it's very common to get a secondary condition from your celiac disease. And so, um, I was trying to get her off of gluten and she was 16 at the time and she was mostly living with her dad at that time as well. And her dad was not following her diet. So now she's living with, which is, which is for a person with celiac, you, you it's, it, you know, <laughs> people have gluten sensitivity so there's a difference let's clarify that gluten sensitivity is you just have a sensitivity to it but celiac you have like you said you can have one little thing and it can set you off in a horrible spiral of bad of not feeling well for for a while right Um, so there is that difference but if you're celiac and you're it's not like okay i can have just a little bit i mean right. it's, it's a it's a nothing thing yeah yeah so you have to completely eliminate it and my dad who was never diagnosed with celiac disease actually passed away from the cancer you get if you have celiac disease and you don't treat it with diet and it's called adenocarcinoma and it's uh cancer of your small oh. intestine and so i believe he did have celiac disease because i remember growing up as a kid all of the intestinal distress he always had Stuff that he always had. and we were an italian family so pretty much all we ate was pasta and bread. <laughs> so, right. so you, so you had that with your daughter, you had that with yourself and you love to travel. And it's like, because let's be honest, anyone that travels at any time, it's really hard to stay clean eating. It's hard to stay, you know, really strict with things and you kind of feel like you're on vacation. So you deserve a little bit of a break and all that kind of stuff. But with celiac, you obviously can't. So you had that, um, that desire to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to create a platform basically for people to figure out how they can travel and yet still stay strict to what they're doing. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Like some, what, who are some of the people you have on it? What is kind of the thing that they're trying to share? So a lot of the people that I have on my podcast, um, are, most like 99% of them are gluten-free or they have a gluten-free product. And so, um, I have a lot of people on my podcast who have, um, good products that I've always tried. So I never have anybody on my podcast with a product that I have not tried or, or tried out. Um, and so, or used in the past. And so they either have a product or they have really great information. Like I had, um, I have guests on that talk about gut health and things like that. But most of the information that I have, um, is directed towards gluten-free travel, like how to cruise gluten-free, like uh, tips on uh, road tripping gluten-free, um, things you have to do like to prepare, like I'm, I'm having an upcoming one on how to pack your bag when you're doing a carry-on because with the three-ounce liquid thing and with food, food always gets tagged even if it's a carry-on or if it's in your 
checked luggage. So there's a specific way you want to pack food. And so I'm going to be doing a whole upcoming episode on that. So lots of tips on like how to, how to travel based on what you're, what you're doing, because it being celiac and traveling it, you have to prepare differently depending on what you're doing. So for example, if you're going to take an airplane ride, a lot of airlines require 48 hours of notice um, if you have special dietary restrictions. And so if you book a plane last minute and you're going the next day, you're going to need to know to bring food with you because if you don't and you're on an international flight, you're stuck with nine hours with no food, which is not any fun. So, so. Right. Well, the thing is, is, and the reason you say it's with no food is because you don't know what the cross-contamination has been. I mean, you might say, let's say you might eat, have mashed potatoes, but you don't know if that gravy has any gluten in it, if it's been, you know, the, it, the cross-contamination is a big deal for people with celiac. And so, like you're saying, I mean, you're just on that nine-hour flight and you can't eat the food because you have no idea what, how it was prepared and what was it. Yeah, and a lot of times um, also that planes don't carry, normally they will not carry gluten-free food or food that's safe for people that are celiac disease. So it's not even like an option to have. Um, and usually they won't even have, like Delta used to have this great snack mix that was certified gluten-free. It had pretzels and everything in it. And I love traveling Delta, like, well, for a lot of different reasons, but that was one of them. And so, and now they took it, they've taken that away. So I'm like, Delta, no, they've taken that away. And so I just always bring food with me, even if I'm doing like a four hour flight, just as a precautionary thing, especially if I'm doing a red eye, because another thing that a lot of people don't know if you don't travel a lot is that if you're doing a red eye, um, all of the restaurants and food places will close down the whole entire night and they don't open right. till six in the yeah. morning. So if you're in a red eye and you come in at like four 30 and you're really hungry, you have no options to eat or like the bagel place might be open, but that's not an option for you to eat either. And, um, and just knowing like what train chain restaurants are safe to eat at in the airport and what restaurants are not and things like that are all really important when you're celiac and you're trying to travel. You know, one thing I've noticed is that like one of my girlfriends, she is celiac. And then I also have my, my son, his girlfriend, she is more probably towards gluten sensitivity and stuff like that. But no matter where you're at, when you have these type of um, dietary restrictions, you always feel like you are a burden. And you're always feeling like you don't know exactly what you can have. And, and they feel then what that does is that makes them feel uncomfortable because they're like, well, they're, they don't want other people to have to, um, well, they feel bad, right? They feel bad that you're trying to, you have to do extra things for them and have to accommodate. But the thing is, is that when you educate yourself on what you can eat, where you can go, all of this type of stuff, you can Bring, you get a lot more power within you and and then you don't feel like, oh, I don't have to rely on other people to make my food or and you just get a lot more confident in that in that. And so that when you um, when you're eating and things like that, it's not you don't feel like is as much as a burden on somebody else because you're more confident in what you know and what you can have. And um, the other people then we can basically just enjoy the time because I know that when you're going through a lot of these things, um, you really feel like you are putting other people out and you're making them feel bad, but really the other people, they're just trying to make you feel happy too. And so it was really like that whole psychological part. If, but if you know these places, you know, your options, you know exactly what you can have 
then it feels like you're just you got a handle on it so much more. So in your podcast, you've had speak you have people speaking on how, like you said, how to pack food um, for a trip, um, where they can eat in, in airports. That you've had podcasts on that. What are some other things that like people don't really think about, but have been really good podcasts that they could listen to? Oh, so um, a lot of the informational ones, um, I I'll do like a solo episode. And so another one that I did, which was really great, was just like how to cruise. So like, if you've never been on a cruise before, like what to expect? Yeah, I would like to know how you can eat gluten-free <laughs> on a cruise. I, I just don't see that, that happening. Actually... So that's, but yet people that are gluten-free want to go on a yeah, cruise too, actually... you know? Because that, that's what everyone talks about, right? That, oh, you can go, you can eat all the food you want, da 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 But it's mostly not very healthy. Well, actually, here's a really big surprise that I didn't know because the first time I took a cruise was when I got married to my current husband and we got married on the cruise and I was not celiac at the time. But when I became Mm -hmm. celiac, what I found out was that if you are celiac or if you have any special dietary need and you want to be safe when you travel, the best way and the easiest way to do it is through a cruise because they are so accommodating. Really? They are extremely accommodating. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I have an episode on how to cruise gluten-free and like the questions to ask and the things you want to do to make sure that you are safe. So like one of the examples I give on my episode is that you want to go back to the same dining room every night because then the major G already knows you and he's already like, oh, that person's silly. I could they're gluten-free. And on, um, we travel princess a lot when we cruise. And the, one of the main reasons is because, well, it, well, they're really great. Like a lot of cruises are service oriented, but we love princess because they may, they have their own, um, in-house homemade bread. That's gluten-free. That's to die for. <laughs> Didn't yeah, know that. yeah. And so, so there's okay. a lot of little things that you like are really great to know when you're still and you're traveling. And Liz, I'm really glad you brought that up about um, making other people feel uncomfortable if you have celiac disease. I've gotten over that. And what I explain to other people who feel like, oh, I feel like everybody has to, like I'm a burden, is like if you had a friend who was diabetic, would you tell them to eat a candy bar? Yeah, no, it's, it's a true <laughs> right. point. It's and so what point. a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of people don't realize celiac disease is, is a disease. It's an autoimmune disease. It's just not like you eat something and it makes your stomach feel bad. Like every time you eat gluten and you have celiac disease, you are literally like destroying the inside of your digestive system. So um, I know I right. would never ask a friend who had a health issue to eat something that I know is bad for them. And so I would not expect my friends. And if your friends are expecting you to eat wheat and you're celiac, you need to find some new friends. <laughs> well, you know, I remember when I was going through like a lot of my health journey and stuff, and this was before it was really well known. And I started to have to, I took out a lot of stuff in my diet so I could try to heal it. And there was a lot of people that I felt were kind of bothered by that because they, it wasn't really well known. I think now that's really, it's a lot, a lot of people know more about it and they're educated on it. Yeah. It's not, but, it's not an unheard thing to say, somebody say, oh, I, mm-hmm. I'm gluten-free, you know. But of. at the time it was, a lot of people were kind of bothered by it. You know, even my family having to go in and take everything out and going to friends' houses and stuff like that, it was kind of, you know, they just, not a lot of people didn't know about it, but for me, being able to take out that stuff and to f- basically get my life back was so important. I was in so much pain for so many years, uh, for probably 20 years. 
And you don't really want to live like that, you know? And all of a sudden you talked about, you know, your daughter's knee swelling up, you know, that happened to me too. Like I had my, if it was my knee, it was my, you know, my shoulder, my hip, my wrist, um, plus a variety of all of these different things. And so when I started to take these things out of my life, it was kind of like I got my life back and I was able to be a better mom and a better um, wife and um, just love life a lot more. But the kind of the crazy thing with 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 Liz is that, you know, we said, OK, well, let's go dietary. Let's do the, the bigger causes, the gluten, you know, the dairy, all that kind of stuff. Well, when she went gluten free, she actually got sicker. <laughs> And we're like, what? That's not supposed to happen. Well, we realize she actually has a, a corn sensitivity because you kind of you kind of put the, you kind of do the corn tortillas then and yes. stuff like that, right? And so she has an issue. She has more of an issue with a corn sensitivity. Now, luckily, neither one of us have a gluten. You know, I mean, gluten is always better not to have, right? But we don't. Neither one of us have have a major gluten issue at all, which is which is nice. Um, but it's just being able to know there's options. Right. Right. And sometimes you have to do what we what we did. And she was trying it and trying and trying. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm sicker now. That shouldn't be happening. Why? And then we're like, well, maybe it's the corn. She stopped doing the corn and boom. And it was much better. So, you know, you, you do in the natural world, you have to right. play with things. There's no such thing as, okay, ABC is always going to be D. It never is that way because you just have to play and, and work right. with things. And, um, and one of the things that I, I have is sensitivity to also is corn. And every time I eat corn, like an hour later, my joints and my hands just kill me. <laughs> and I'm a writer. I write for a living. Oh, wow. So I can't afford to be in pain with my yeah. hands because then it's, it hurts to work. Uh, going back to what you said about uh, being a better mom and being a better wife, like one of the things with chronic illness that a lot of people don't realize is that you don't see, like you don't have a cast on the parts that hurt. Like nobody sees your pain, but you feel that pain every day. And it, mm -hmm. and at, there's several different points where I ended up getting depression because I was in so much pain every day. And even with being gluten-free, like I have other issues that I haven't resolved yet. And so um, it's really hard when you have that chronic chronic issue issue to explain to someone else what you're going through because it's a daily thing and it really, really wears on you and it wears you out. And it's like, it's hard to even just get through your own day, let alone take care of your children. I mean, and that's just, it's, it's just really hard to do, especially if you have a chronic condition and just to stay up on things and to really like, you don't want to maintain your diet because you already feel horrible. And it's like, well, why should I maintain my healthy diet? Because I'm already feeling bad. What's the difference? But, um, <laughs> and then you go to those comfort foods that don't make you well yes, anyway, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, one thing you're so right about is that other people aren't living your life. Mm -hmm. They are not experiencing what you're experiencing. And even like with my, with Shane, we're, we're married and stuff is that he didn't even understand everything that I was going through mm -hmm. and the pains that I, I, I mean, had. she's had, she's had six children, 100% natural, mm -hmm. five of them at home. So she's, you know, and she doesn't even have pain with that. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like. So she covered it up really well. You know, I mean, I knew all of a sudden it's like, what's the matter with your knee? How come you're limping? What's the deal? You know, but I Why didn't realize how much pain she was Why in. are you in a wheelchair for two oh. weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like what happens, you know? <laughs> and so anyways, we are so glad that you were able to be on our podcast and be able to um, just be able to educate people and have a place that they can go to. Can you tell us? you know, where, what's your website, what's your podcast name? How can people find you? 
And I know that there's a lot of information that you will be able to share with our audience. Yeah. So my, the name of my podcast is the Travel Gluten-Free Podcast, and you can find it on Instagram is where I hang out the most. It's Travel Gluten-Free Podcast. And then you can also find me on the web on TravelGlutenFreePodcast.com. And then if you want to find me on all of my platforms, just go on Google and search for the hashtag TravelGFMe, and you'll find me on all the different platforms on Google. Now, can they reach out to you on your on your email as well? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go on to travelglutenfreepodcast.com, I have a, a page where it's contact and you can contact me through that form and you can, if you have any questions about travel or if you have an idea for the show or if you want to message me through Instagram, I'm on there pretty much daily. Just like shoot me, follow me and shoot me a message and I'd be glad to help you out. I had um, one person, I had a few people give me some suggestions for podcasts. Um, one was to do one on all my favorite snacks. So I did that one a few episodes ago. So if you have a suggestion for the show, I'd love to hear it and love to create that show for you. Well, thank you, Eloquity, for being on and the Traveling Gluten-Free Podcast. So <laughs> thank you yep, for being very with much. us. Well, thanks a bunch, guys. I really appreciate you having me on today. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Healthy Naturally Podcast, helping to make natural health care the standard, not the alternative. The more knowledge you have empowers you to make changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Remember, your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your healthcare goals are not being met by your current healthcare provider, then take control of your health and please find a doctor who is in harmony with your healthcare goals. If this episode was helpful, and if you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, share and leave a review. Sometimes all it takes to be our best self is just to elevate our learning. Mm-hmm.